0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Aberdeen's trip to St Johnston is off after positive coronavirus tests at Petodre. Rangers' European adventure finally comes to an end with defeat in Leverkusen. And Celtic still working on Fletcher and the Jetty as Bio prepares to leave on loan. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans. What a public humiliation for Aberdeen. And they deserve all they get. But... I'd be more worried about the wider implications of the Aberdeen players' arrogance and stupidity. Nicola Sturgeon, in so many words today, said that she could close down Scottish football if public health is at risk. If we're closed down for a second time, the season could fall apart, and this time, some clubs really will go out of business. Aberdeen Football Club should hang its head in shame. A lot going on tonight Cammy Bell That is obviously top of the agenda The postponement of Aberdeen Against St Johnston uh, Tomorrow Which is a shame Because we were just getting back Into the swing of things We've got a lot to look forward to On the field this weekend In the Premiership And of course coming off the back Of a big European night For Rangers as well Yeah I mean It's, it's a real disappointment From We've just started the league again and, and everyone was was buzzing To get the league back And started And positive again About, about Scottish football And it's a it's a real kick in the teeth I think it's a little bit of stupidity from the players And um, they're obviously paying the consequence at the moment And getting a lot of criticism But I mean that's what's going to happen when you when you go against the rules 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Lots to discuss in the wonderful world of Scottish football Some of it's not so wonderful today uh, But aside from the St Johnson Aberdeen scenario Of course Rangers crashing out of the Europa League last night A long and largely successful campaign comes to an end in Germany What did you make of it last night? What did you learn? Uh, what about Alfredo Morelos? Will we see him again in a Rangers jersey? Celtic strikers still very much at the forefront of Neil Lennon's mind Fletcher and a Yeti uh, Still possibilities Bio preparing to leave on loan Big fixtures this weekend as well So lots to get through But I think there is only one place to start I'm sure you'll agree So give us your thoughts please 0141 Tomorrow's St Johnson Aberdeen game is off After two positive coronavirus tests in the Aberdeen team Six other players are also self-isolating After being out in the city centre Following the defeat to Rangers on Saturday It looked last night like the game would go ahead But a request from the Scottish Government this morning has led to the postponement Hugh, it goes without saying We'll get this obvious bit out of the way We hope everyone's safe and well sure. that, That's always going to be the most important thing But there's a bit more to this Because there is the, the, the suggestion Or more than the suggestion that, it, that it's self-inflicted And it could have been helped And it should have been avoided It should have been avoided uh, You know, Aberdeen looked after their business properly Last weekend in terms of Pataudry The visit of Rangers The game itself all of the biosecure bubble protocols were taken care of. No complaint there at all. However, players who gather in a one-team town like Aberdeen, as Nicola Sturgeon said today, they will gather a crowd because they're local celebrities. And it was an ill-advised trip to a place I, I'm aware that the players are saying, oh, we're only there for food. Uh-huh. Um, but they should not have done it It breaks the protocol And they have now brought 
the wrath of the Scottish Government down on the game And we can't afford the game to be closed down by Nicola Sturgeon Even though I'm the first to defend her Because she's trying to safeguard public health But if we give her another chance She'll close the game down And that could have fatal consequences for some yeah, These are strange times Here's something I don't say too often On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Here is the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon I am pretty furious about this situation because it shouldn't have happened. But on the upside, let's just take the opportunity to underline the importance of this. The, the decision to allow competitive sport, elite competitive sport, to get up and running again wasn't one we took lightly. There was lots of reasons why that uh, was something we, we were quite nervous about. But we got to a point of giving it the go-ahead because a lot of work went into agreeing the guidance uh, that, that underpins it. So it was very much conditional on that. And if that guidance is not going to be adhered to, then you know all bets are off. So let's hope this is a salutary lesson to everyone. Yeah, I should say, with the best will in the world, you know, there will be people who get this virus, even if they've tried their very hardest to comply with all of the guidance, because that's that's the nature of a virus. So if this was a situation where a couple of football players had got it, despite their best efforts to comply with everything, I would have nothing but sympathy for them. But this has been because players went to a pub in Aberdeen on Saturday night. That's not acceptable. And it's really important just to be clear about that right now so that we don't see a repeat of this kind of uh, incident. Not acceptable According to Nicola Sturgeon Hugh Keevans has called it An embarrassment A bit of stupidity Says Cammy Bell What do you think? 01419511025 Jerry in Blackhill Take us away What do you make of it Jerry? I think it's Absolutely Ridiculous For a football player Their stature You've just got a football game Back in The start of your season With a coming off a COVID-19 lockdown and you've got nine, nine players going into a bar. The Aberdeen's been cancelled tomorrow. The Aberdeen, Aberdeen game has been cancelled tomorrow. That could disrupt all of Scottish football clubs. You've got to think about the money-wise of it. For clubs, it may be fooled if they do close down Scottish football again. You don't think it's ridiculous, you don't think these guys should hang their head in shame. I'm quite sure that they've got it. whether you're a Celtic, Rangers, or any football supporter. For Scottish football, for the integrity of the game, they should hang their heads in shame. That's all I want to say, but can you give me a reply on that? And I think that uh, Dave Cormack, the Aberdeen owner, will be hanging his head in shame. Likewise, Derek McInnes, the Aberdeen manager, who must be mortified because he's a very professional man, always goes about his business in a proper manner. And uh, I'm sure he is privately outraged by the actions of his players. But I take you back to one phrase that Nicola Sturgeon used there. All bets are off if this happens again. Now, by all bets are off, the First Minister means... She'll close down the game And heaven knows where we'll end up If that happens Yeah Cammy, It sounds like this is A, a breakdown in, in the trust If you like Scottish football Clearly at some point Went to the government And said please Can we start back Please we'll, we'll be very careful We'll do X, Y and Z We'll test We'll keep ourselves safe You know Please let the game come back And a lot of hard work's gone in Behind the scenes At, at football clubs Across the country And 
After one week it, it feels like Listening to Nicola Sturgeon It feels like that That sort of Trust if you like Or the leeway That, that was given Has been sort of Thrown back in the faces Yeah I mean it's a huge Misjudgement from the players That have been involved um, Looks like they were Experienced players as well um, Scottish football's in a real fragile position at the moment that, As you say, there's there's been a little bit of leeway to, to bring Scottish football back early And get get fans watching and something exciting back for, for everybody in the country After such a difficult period So um, hopefully it's a lesson that can be learned from all players That look, all eyes are on football players yeah. at the moment Going into pubs, going into restaurants you, you just can't do it You need to, you almost need to self-isolate and just be around your family and go to the training at the moment. That's that's the way you need to live Cammy, your life. All summer long, Cammy. All I heard was football players saying, "Oh, I really miss it. Yeah, really can't wait to get back." One game, one game in, and they're all off to the pub. Uh, Jerry, where do we go from here? Is is there a fear, Jerry, that this is just the first of of many incidents? Do you worry about the future and, and the way that we've managed to get things back up and running? Do you think that could be in jeopardy soon? No, that's it. But I do you know safeguarding our own children and what other people have got children and all the the people that's lost loved ones, they, and they just think it's a hullabaloo. Well, I mean, Hugh, I, I don't think there's going to be any great defence of, of the players on this programme or, or from anyone really who, who's commenting on the situation We should probably be a little bit careful though Just with how how much we, we blow it up you know, the, the, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm sure the players weren't intending on, on harming anyone they, they had been tested prior as well Again, I'm, I'm not trying to, to build any sort of robust defence I just think it's always important that we don't go miles, miles overboard no, with the criticism I am simply analysing this from a football perspective Nicola Sturgeon and Jason Leach The clinical director for the country uh, They allowed And I underline the word Allowed football to come back But it was conditional And one of the conditions was You didn't gather in groups after a match And go to a pub Where Mm. you are instantly recognised And where crowds gather Jerry, you're a good man Thanks for getting in touch Derek McInnes says he's angry and disappointed well, in terms of rules, the, the, the four household rule, um, as you're all aware, um, being out together in that number um, um, is a breach of those uh, guidelines and rules. Um, you know, we, we are um, disappointed. We always encourage players to go out socially in terms of going for meals and all the rest of it, but it's always in the, at the right time. And just now, certainly, it, it isn't at the right time. The current restrictions we're under, players have got to have added responsibility and be far more measured and make better decisions than, than going out in a group. So for that point of view, they're wrong. The fact that uh, the added matter for myself, having lost in a very important game, you know, having been at Lo- Aberdeen long enough, the players are well aware as well that you don't go over the door if you lose a game to Rangers. And that for me has uh, is, is clearly um, added a lot of anger and disappointment as well. Um, but going out for a meal in isolation and, and the right amount of numbers, um, which they weren't, it, it would, would have been absolutely fine. The, the way for me where this starts to take, um, where my anger comes from and my disappointment really comes in is the fact that they, they then proceeded to go in to a, another establishment, another pub, uh, out with the restaurant, sorry. And um, that for me is where the whole thing changes as well. Oh, quick change of direction there from Derek at pub, any restaurant. Uh, so... You know, the game walks a tightrope 
And has walked a tightrope Since Nicola Sturgeon imposed the lockdown last March Now one game in Nicola Sturgeon has made it perfectly clear Any more breaches Of the protocols And she has the power This is not an SFA matter This is not an SPFL matter This is the Scottish government's concern And they can overrule the SFA and the SPFL And shut the game down tomorrow if they want And Cammy, listening to Derek McInnes there There's that football side of it as well I mean, obviously the, the most important thing by a country mile Is this virus and the safety and, and as he says there If you're looking for actual rules that they've broken Because I've seen this debate going on You Have they broken any actual rules Or have they gone against the guidance? Well, they have because there was eight of them And yeah. that, that's more than four households and they met up in Aberdeen City Centre Derek McInnes was talking Even just from a football perspective You've just lost To one of your big rivals Rangers You know What are you doing out together In the city So like I said It's a smaller point But maybe one that I'm sure he'll be scratching his head over Definitely I think when you lose a game Such a high profile game um, You don't go out when If you're an Aberdeen player And you lose a game to Rangers You definitely don't And the other factor is They've got a midweek game So you need to take that Into consideration That for me, if you've got a midweek game as a player, you probably shouldn't be going out at the weekend. Um, you should be trying to recover as quickly as possible, especially at the start of the season. I mean, listen, players are human beings. They are, and they make mistakes, and they've made a huge one here. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, the game's fragile at the moment, and, and we really, really can't afford for, for many mistakes. Or as you say, is that the Scottish Government can take over and shut the whole game down. Billy's in Muir End. What's your take on it, Billy? Hi, good evening. I'll tell you, you know, I've not heard anybody saying anything about punishment for, for Aberdeen for this. Mm-hmm. But see how serious this is? This could end up that after one more mess up with any players for any other clubs, that we end up with no professional football in Scotland this season. Now, Aberdeen have got to be held accountable for this. Now, if you're looking at uh, disciplinary proceedings, disciplinary proceedings towards the club, towards the players, that's for a, a, it's no punishment, but it's for them to learn from it. And they've, they've got to learn from this. And everybody else has got to see how important this is. Because us as fans are desperate to get back into the grounds. And if the teams are going to keep on acting like this, we're not going to get to any grounds. Because there's not going to be any football to go and watch. This is really serious. I think, Billy, that uh, Aberdeen Football Club should take care of the punishment aspect. I think that they will know by this time the identity of every player who was out on the town that night. I think that all of those players deserve punishment on an individual basis and collective basis. I do not hold with the argument, Billy, that Aberdeen should be forfeiting the points for the game against St Johnston. We'll wait and see whether the games against Hamilton and Celtic do go on. They are scheduled to go on, but we'll wait and see whether they do. Why not? Why not for tomorrow then? Because it looks like the, the next two games will go ahead, and you'll have seen these arguments all afternoon. You yeah. know, St Johnston have done nothing wrong. Yeah. By the time this fixture is rescheduled, St Johnston will play a full strength yeah, Aberdeen yeah, yeah. side. So why? And I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just hope you'd, you'd elaborate. Why? Why not? Because if. The points go to St Johnston Later in the season That could impact on something Whether it's A place in Europe Whether it's Relegation Or the playoffs If if, uh, St Johnston Don't have a good season If the Hamilton game Were not to go on For example 
And Hamilton got three points Is that fair on Ross County? They've done nothing And everyone thinks that it's between Hamilton and Ross County If the game against Celtic were not to go on And Celtic were handed the points Would Rangers not say Hold on a minute We had to go to Pathodry and play Aberdeen and you're handing the points to Celtic But they might also say Hold on a minute We had to play a full strength Aberdeen side And, and you get to play A weakened Aberdeen I, side I fully take that point on board But you see where I'm coming from yeah. what, Whatever way you go It impacts on somebody somehow I also think that If you start dishing out points to clubs This Hopefully it doesn't happen But this theme could continue There could be clubs that end up with players With two, three players That test positive Games get cancelled This could be a, a theme that Goes with us for the next few months um, And if that happens then How do you prove that The two or three players that are tested positive Haven't been there It might come out two months later That they've been in the pub They've been in a restaurant There might be a photo emerges So I mean, I mean dishing out points Is is, is a huge decision um, I mean it's an ultimate Sort of Kicking the teeth for, for Aberdeen mm. But I do agree There has to be some sort of punishment and For I Aberdeen think I think they will they'll, they'll go hard on their players Definitely will Cammy, if there was a serious breach Of club discipline As it's known in football yep. You would expect sure. Sure. To, to be fined by the club They will be 100% the, the, the players will be Really hard hit in the pocket But again um, Is that enough to, to, Is there a fine for Aberdeen That comes in We'll, we'll obviously need to wait and see Sure Can I just come back in on something there Of course, of course. you can True. When you were saying there about the SFA not getting involved and doing any punishment to Aberdeen, that you think the in-house punishment's going to be okay for the players, these guys are going to get hit in the pocket. So, these guys are rich anyway. So, what kind of uh, incentive is that for these other players then to no go you, you need to do something here that sends a clear message to every club Right through Scotland Billy let me, you, let me ask you Let me ask you Let me ask you then Billy You put forward your idea Of the scale of punishment You would like to see And I'll tell you If I agree with you Well I think the SFA Should certainly Come down on Aberdeen With us The club should be fined with it And the club should As you say Discipline the, player, the players I totally agree with that But the SFA Should come on The, the club as well Because Essentially they're bringing Scottish football into disrepute with what they're doing Well do you know what Billy yep. it's, it's not a bad shout it, That uh, may well happen Hugh It's just not yeah. the type of thing that happens in, in 12 hours You know whether it be a misconduct no. charge from the Scottish FA I would imagine those avenues remain open Just because it hasn't happened yet um, I'm sure all of these avenues will be being explored currently In, in the fullness of time And Billy's got a, a perfectly valid suggestion there that Aberdeen as a club should take responsibility for their players They have, as a collective, brought the game into disrepute You can't get much more disreputable than have the first minister of the country come down on you So Aberdeen should take action against the individual players And if the SPFL or the SFA were to impose a financial punishment on Aberdeen Then Dave Cormack could not oppose that Is the postponement of the game tomorrow In some ways is that the punishment Is that the statement Because remember I stood here last night And the game was still going ahead Now in terms of the The, the health and well-being of the players We knew this last night But the game was still going ahead But it's almost like this morning It just became a bit too much And an, an example had to be made of it Is that is that fair? Yeah I think it is But also it's it's almost a punishment on St Johnston They want to get their and season that's the problem. They, they want to get their season up and running And again if there's eight players have, have went and 
caught the virus which looks like it's through their own their own fault and um, by going out and and, and socializing with, with hundreds of people then ultimately they're getting punished for for something that they haven't done anything wrong and they've followed the rules so i mean for me at the moment i, I would say that the players will get hit hard in the pocket they'll get fined heavily from the club but also I think the club should get fined because, as Hugh says, they, they're, they're the ones that, that look after the players and, and need to keep them in check. Some interesting suggestions, Billy. We appreciate you getting in touch. It's time for the travel with Stephen, and we'll hear again uh, from the likes of Derek McInnes next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell Here with me Gordon Duncan In tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're reacting to the big news of the day It was the obvious place to start Tomorrow St Johnson against Aberdeen game is off Two positive coronavirus tests in the Aberdeen team Six other players also self-isolating After being out in the city centre After that game against Rangers on Saturday As you would expect uh, Lots of criticism for, for the Aberdeen players Lots of criticism For the club Coming through in the phones And indeed on Twitter Which you can Feel free to get in touch At Clyde SSB uh, Jimbo says Aberdeen players Let themselves And their club down Absolutely crazy When fans have been Looking forward to the new season All the measures Put in place to protect them And ensure competitive football This could put the whole season At risk it's that serious And Mark taught in similar lines Aberdeen players are showing a lack of respect For their board, management and fans And I hope no players from other clubs Do the same Cammy, do you think players of other clubs Will be sitting here today and going We better not do that Look at, look at the outcry, look at the reaction Might this be a kick up the backside For other teams as well? Yeah, I definitely think all the players now Will be very cautious And you would hope they are that they're cautious of what they do when away from the football club and and socially. Um, as I've said, everyone needs to watch at the moment. Scottish football's on a fine line where we are at the moment and and what we're allowed to do. As as the fans are saying, they won't back in the stadiums, but players need to be responsible for their actions, and and that's the only way we're going to get fans back in the stadiums if if players are responsible and and trust gained by the government to allow people back in stadiums. I think players have to realise now in the social media age That they are under 24 hour surveillance If anyone is out in uh, one of Glasgow's hot spots tomorrow night After a game uh, Then that player must be pretty stupid Because in the age of social media and mobile telephones With cameras you will be caught. The photograph will be given to a newspaper or put on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You will be caught. It will impact on your club. And I repeat, ad nauseum, Nicholas Sturgeon today said, if it happens again, all bets are off. That's a coded message for the game mm. stops. Anthony and Greenock, what's your take on it? Um, hi there. Uh, first time caller. Um, Great to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just surprised by the professionalism of Aberdeen players. Uh, they're especially putting people at risk. Their own support, or sorry, their own um, staff within Aberdeen, especially as well. Uh, you've got this game St Johnston, we'll say very soon. And uh, personally, I think the, the points should be awarded to them automatically. And as a consequence, we should be looking at deducting points from Aberdeen as well, because that's going to have an impact on teams at the lower end mm. of the division. I don't think, Anthony, that we can go down that road. I mean, you're perfectly entitled to your opinion. I just feel that this impacts on so many situations within the league. 
Um, what if it does happen again uh, to another club, and we start deducting points from them, and you know we won't get very far then. It impacts on the the, uh, the title race. It impacts on the playoff. It impacts on relegation. Impacts on Europe. Aberdeen at the moment are the only one in the dock. They have to expect and understand why they get a punishment from the SFA or the SPFL. It is incumbent upon Dave Cormack and Derek McInnes also to punish the players who were out on Saturday night. They know who they are. The club knows who they are. And they must punish them. But beyond that, the deduction of points for me doesn't work. What do you think, Anthony? Who thinks that's a bit of a can of worms? How would you defend that? Okay, but how would we move forward if there's a continual um, instance of this? If you have a situation where you have clubs who flaunt the the safety aspect, well, Anthony, one more, one more, and I, I really believe this to be the case. One more incidence of players from any other club in the Premiership. One more, and the game will stop. I think Nicola Sturgeon cannot make it any clearer than that. I agree with you, Hugh. I think I think we've got one more chance. I think the cases are going up in Scotland and throughout the UK they're going up. So we need to watch what we're doing. Players need to be really sensible over the next couple of months. And and as I said, it's almost basically isolating yourself uh, socially with your families and just spending time and making sure your football career's first and foremost. So players need to be Careful with what they're doing in the next few months Anthony I take it Judging by the tone of your call You've got a great deal of sympathy for St Johnston Because as far as as the safety aspect goes They've done nothing wrong They can't play tomorrow They're then going to have to face a rescheduled match against Aberdeen And it will be a full strength Aberdeen team by then That that seems harsh on them doesn't it? Well their preparation is at the window um, To be quite honest with you And I don't really see why they should be penalised For their preparation being in order you have Aberdeen flaunting. Uh, one of the things that you went and said earlier on was 24 hour surveillance. These are professional people. They should know you shouldn't be going out drinking after a football match. It's just ridiculous. Uh, like, I work in a bank. I would never go out um, drinking in general. Uh, like, after, like, or before I'm working, I'm not getting paid thousands of pounds a week. Um, you should be professional about your your, your whole your whole opinion on your job. Uh, of course, you know, and I'm sure that every manager in the Premiership today outlined to his players that the game yeah. is teetering on the precipice, and the problem you have is that there's always one at some club. There's always one, but I'm telling you now, one more, and Nicholas Sturgeon and Jason Leach will shut down the Premiership for this season. You know, I've been assured that the risks of further transmission uh, within the club or from the club to others are very low. We're asking everybody to behave in a really precautionary uh, manner right now. And given that we know rules were breached, I don't think we can be 100% sure there is no risk there. And therefore, to allow, even if it is a tiny, tiny risk, the potential for the virus to be taken by the, the club from Aberdeen to Perth, it wouldn't be fair to the people of Perth. So I don't think that is appropriate. And Hugh mentioned their other managers will clearly be reminding their players of the responsibilities. Neil Lennon says he's tightened protocols at Celtic after the situation at Aberdeen. It's just a, a reminder to all the players and, and staff that we have to be on our guard all the time and 
and follow the protocols the right way. So it's very disappointing, obviously. Uh, disappointing for Aberdeen as a club and obviously St Johnson now the game's called off as well. When the lockdown, if you want to call that, was eased a little bit, I think a lot more people were relaxed about things, but obviously we have to be so careful and it's it's a very fine line. And um, so they've been reminded now that we, they really can't, we can't go out and socialise or, you know, open ourselves up to any sort of finger pointing. Um, it's basically a question of training ground, home, games, training ground, home, games, you know, and unfortunately that's the way it's got to be until things get better. Lots of criticism for these Aberdeen players on the show tonight. What do you think, Eddie and Carlucci? Is it all as one-sided as we've heard so far? Yeah, I'm actually a wee bit confused. I don't actually know if I'm missing something or not. Basically, what's happened here is eight guys have met up for a drink after their work. Mm-hmm. Okay, the bit that they come from eight different households. If you apply the rule in its strictness, then you will only allow four households and licensed premises at any one point in time. Understand Mr. Keevan restarted a new job last week. What if he met up with seven fellow reporters to celebrate his return to work? Will they shut a national newspaper? I don't think so. Well, let me uh, give you my reply to that, Eddie. First of all, the newspaper that you refer to, the Sunday Mail, uh, they are all working from home. Therefore, there could be, there could be uh, no celebration of any kind. Uh, I was even told by one of them that it would have been nice to have had a conversation about the job over a meal, but that was not possible. So okay. I am not uh, in any imminent danger of going out with people uh, that I should not be going out with. And you made the point yourself, Eddie. Eight people from eight different homes, it is not allowed. Now, the 21st century philosophy is, ah, rules are an inconvenience. They're a pest. Well, thousands of people have died in Scotland. So the rules are not a pest. They're there to safeguard public health. The Aberdeen players were guilty of a very serious breach of the protocols. Sorry, Hugh, you missed the point that I made. The point I made was that you would only have licensed premises should only then have people from four households. Well, no, because that's that's where social distancing com- comes into it, Eddie. It's pretty simple. And listen, I'll be the first to admit, these are trying times for everyone. Everyone's got restrictions on them that, that they can't... And, and we shouldn't be naive either. There were probably other Scottish footballers in pubs on Saturday night up and down the country. Yeah. Pro- let's be honest about that. Yeah. But, but that's that's not really the point. Eddie, the rule might not make that much sense to you, but but that's pretty clear. It's four households. They came from eight households. Where's the debate here? The debate is quite simple: is that you can only allow four households and licensed premises at any one point in time. No, you, you can't meet up with more than with more than three other households. So four households can meet up, of course. In a large pub, there's going to be more than four households in there. But that's where social distancing comes into the equation, and these. People you would hope And again I'm not naive to think That this is happening everywhere You would hope That These people All from different households Are keeping a safe distance From each other So if the players Kept a safe distance From each other What's the difference? Again I, I, I understand The question But I'm not really here To sort of Justify the rules Hugh I don't yeah, the, there, there are loads of, there are, I'm like everyone else There have been loads of times During this Where I've Felt the restrictions And I thought oh, I don't know about that And I wish the gym was open yeah, yeah. And I went, you know And yeah. all the rest but of I it I so Eddie is the classic example of There's always one uh, You know Everyone can be 
agreed in their condemnation of the Aberdeen players' conduct. And that includes the manager, and that includes the owner of the club, but Eddie can somehow see justification for it. What about the optics of it, Eddie? The fact that... I mean, you can we can argue about rules and protocols. What what about the optics of it? The fact that Aberdeen and the rest of Scottish football have have said to, to, to the government, you know, please let us have Scottish football back. We'll be so safe. We'll be so careful. We'll test the players. We'll tell the players that they need to be sensible and, and they can't, you know, go out in excess and whatever. And, and then they go and do it. What about that side of it? I think the club have had to, to back up the First Minister. As you say, the rules and regulations are somewhat strange and genuinely kind of hard to understand it. But I'm just making the point that eight guys went for a pint. Uh, I'm sure there could be 80 folk in there from 80 different households maintaining social distance. What's the problem? Are you going to shut all the industry in Aberdeen? Eddie's, Eddie's trying hard on this one. <laughs> The rule is the rule Cammy. It's four households To meet up with There were eight of them Eddie might not like it People who are listening Might not like it It's just the way it is The rules are the rules And and for me it's The problem is It's probably not The Aberdeen players Eight of them Being together In, in one group It is against the rules But it's been in a pub You're going to the toilet Can You you can pick the virus up So easily If oh. somebody's got it From going to the toilet Or, or brushing by somebody Being close, closer than you should be To people in Bars, restaurants and I mean, it's just when we're talking about football, it's more what Neil Lennon said. It's a fine line at the moment. It is a real fine line for footballers. Just know your responsibility, hundred yes, percent. And and we we do not want Scottish football to, to get shut down. Eddie, always like to hear every side of the argument. We appreciate you getting in touch. Thomas is in Barhead. He's coming up next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thomas and Barhead has been hanging on for ages. The lines are very busy. My apologies, Thomas. Hopefully, it's worth the wait. What have you got for us? No problem. Uh, good evening. It's not often I disagree with Hugh, but I do disagree with him uh, this evening. Um, the First Minister has made the rules and regulations regarding COVID. Whether we agree with them or disagree, that's not the issue. They're there. Um, our game is hanging by a thread. And we know now that our First Minister will close the game in a heartbeat if she feels we're not complying to the rules. I feel that due to the actions of their own employees, Aberdeen are unable to fulfil their obligations in their game against St Johnston. Therefore, St Johnston should be awarded a 3-0, home, a 3-0 win. And I accept what Hugh says about the implications for Ross County, etc. However, it's the same both ways because St Johnston are scheduled to play an understrength Aberdeen team. Going into the rescheduled game, perhaps in the winter, where St Johnston are subject to injuries, suspensions, and Aberdeen might have the benefit of Cosgrove, etc. coming back in a couple of transfers, it then twists it that it's unfair on St Johnston. And going forward, I'm a Rangers supporter, so I know that the next question would be, what happens next week if Aberdeen can't fulfil their obligation against Celtic, then I would have to say that yes, Celtic should be awarded a 3-0 victory. The precedent says, I remember Scotland a few a few years ago playing an international, I think it was Latvia or Estonia, one of, one of those countries, the Baltic countries. Estonia, I know where this is and going. The, was it Estonia? They didn't turn up, they couldn't turn up or they didn't turn up and Scotland were awarded a 3-0 victory. Now we've got to show, the SPFL have got to show Nicola Sturgeon that we mean business. If we just go, yeah, well, sorry, it won't happen again, then Nicola Sturgeon's going to look and say, well, you know, keep, you're not keeping your house in order. Well, there's got to be a deterrent. Now, if, if Aberdeen forfeit this game 3-0, how 
Hamilton if they can't play and Celtic the same. Do you honestly think that the chairman and managers of every other club in the Premier League are not going to say, you step out of line and you're out the door? We've got to show Nicola Sturgeon that we meet, that the SPFL mean business or the game's over in this country. Have I, have I got... They were unable to comply, therefore they should be a 3 0 victory to St Johnson. Have I got this wrong? The game that never was in Estonia, as it was called, did they not play it in Monaco? They played it in Monaco. Yeah. So Scotland weren't awarded 3 0. Initially they were That went on appeal Initially it went to a 3-0 victory yeah, for Scotland to Because I remember Scotland kicked off I remember Scotland kicking off It was bizarre yeah, I was, the, I was there a yeah. One but team in talent And all the rest of it Just a couple of other things To clear up just for accuracy But the point does still stand Thomas But just for anyone who's listening Because I've not mentioned it yet The St Johnson Aberdeen game Now goes ahead On Thursday August the 20th It won't happen in the winter Or anything It'll be August the 20th But but he's still right That problem's there Hugh And this is where We're in a very difficult position And it just shows you how One one cancellation One one slip by One mistake Call it what you want Judgement error by players Leads us to this mess mm-hmm. Because you're right If you give St Johnson the points tomorrow It does open a bit of a can of worms What do we do then Then down the road And Cammy quite rightly pointed out You know We could have a situation down down the line where you're having to say oh right these players were out due to Covid but was it their own fault or was it an accident and it becomes really unmanageable but yeah. what about the fact then that St Johnson are now robbed of the chance to play an understrength St Johnson uh, Aberdeen side and, will, and Hamilton and Celtic won't be well I think that this matter then passes to the SPFL um, they are well aware of what's going on they've listened to Nicola Sturgeon today and they understand fully the serious implications. Now, if they feel that something should happen of the the nature that Thomas describes, then it's up to them. Heaven knows we've spent four months of nothing but arguments, lawyers, the court of session. We've been everywhere. Nobody trusts anybody. If the season was to end tomorrow, there are no contingency plans in place because when the SPFL board... Asked for the powers to put contingency plans in place The idea was thrown out Because nobody trusts anybody anymore There is a complete lack of trust To bring uh, Thomas's point into summary If the SPFL think that Aberdeen should be deducted points Then they haven't said so, so far Thomas, what about the difficulties on the other side? I know you acknowledged them and you then, you know, displayed your side of the argument, talking about the fact that when the game's rescheduled and the different players that will be available, would it not be a massive can of worms, as Hugh suggests, to award points to St. Johnson? I think no. I think it's the I think it's the polar opposite because I feel that it, that's that would now be the rule. If you fail to fulfil your obligations through your own fault, now say a player was unfortunate enough to contract COVID through no fault of his own. Absolutely, you, you, you cancel the game. That's no one's fault. But this was the deliberate actions, conscious actions of Aberdeen employees that Aberdeen are unable to fulfil their obligations. Now, again, as well as it's not so much punishing Aberdeen, it's it's not punishing St Johnston. Yeah. Don't deduct points from Aberdeen, but give St Johnston the three points as if St Johnston won the mm. game. So you're not deducting points. The other thing, the important thing, has got to be deterrent. We've got to send out a message to Nicola Sturgeon and to the other clubs that this will not be tolerated. We want our game to go ahead. We don't want, you know, a £200 fine or a week's wages or whatever these players will get fined. But 
that's the end of it. And again, St. Johnson, Hamilton, ultimately Celtic, if that game's postponed, then yeah, they should be awarded 3-0 if Aberdeen yeah. can uh, fulfil that obligation. I'm, I'm, there has to be a deterrent. Well, I, I do understand. Um, the deterrent ought to be the disapproval that's come down upon Aberdeen's head today. And the deterrent ought to be that players at every other club should now be thinking to themselves tonight, if I go out with my pals and I get caught by someone mm. or and someone takes an unwanted selfie, uh, then I could be the one that puts Scottish football out of business. Cammy, maybe it will become clearer in the days and, and weeks that are to follow, but this is where some of it is still a, a little bit confusing because Thomas mentions things like, and maybe it's semantics here, maybe I'm getting bogged down, but Thomas talks about Aberdeen have been unable to fulfil their fixture yep. and, and therefore St Johnson get awarded the points. But last night they were told that they would have to play the fixture and, and reading between the lines Aberdeen were not delighted about it but, but they were fine with it and they were going to and, and and then it became a bit more serious this morning so the Scottish government effectively stepped in and now the game is off it, it's not so much that Aberdeen were unable to fulfil the fixture yep. I hope I've, I've made sense it's probably as clear as mud no. but this time last night the fixture was going ahead with those eight players out and in fact the same eight players will be missing for the Hamilton Ackies game and the Celtic game so they will be able to fulfil the fixture and that's where uh, administering a punishment based on that is is, is tricky Again I, I agree I don't think taking points additional points at this moment is the right thing to do I, I understand that Aberdeen as you say well, we're going to play the game they were going to be hugely disrupted with eight players not being, being available for Derek McInnes um, which it's going to be that way next week for the two games that they're going to miss um, if they go ahead it's a difficult one because St Johnson the one we're, we're really talking about here they're the ones that are, that are getting punished um, ultimately they're, they would have faced a team of Aberdeen who were missing key players as well um, and as a caller says that Cosgrove's obviously injured at the moment so players can get back fit so Again, is it there's there's a question? Could could the players get a ban? Could could they have to miss the St Johnston game? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what the answer I, I is. But we, again, that that would probably be one of the only fair ways that you could do it. That the players that aren't available because of COVID and it's due to their own fault that they can't face St Johnston. I, I think the point has been made that Nicola Sturgeon said she was unwilling to have Aberdeen go to the town of Perth after what had taken place. Now. We know that the players are in quarantine, those who were out, but it was Nicola Sturgeon's decision. Those who play for Aberdeen were not to be allowed to go to Perth. And therefore, it underlines the point. The SFA don't run Scottish football right now. The SPFL don't run Scottish football right now. Nicola Sturgeon runs Scottish football well the Scottish Government Rather than making it all about one person There was a request put in by the Scottish Government And the Scottish FA SPFL Agreed to, to said request First Minister <laughs> Head of the household Her game right now Anyway Thomas it's certainly a good debate As you can tell Thank you very much That was Thomas and Barhead What are you talking about? Says uh, Really disappointed in the Aberdeen players Not sure why it's not It's, it's easy to get the rules um, You should follow them All players should sign a disclaimer Saying if they break the rules They'll be fined the money will be distributed to smaller clubs. And uh, I don't mind Richard um, making 
Slight light of a serious situation Especially when it's at Hugh's expense He's gone on about the previous caller Saying you couldn't have a, a night out To celebrate your new column in the Sunday Mail yeah. Richard says I'm absolutely flabbergasted Anyone would come on this show And think there are eight people Who'd want to go drinking with you <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the names After the news Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Your chance to win yourself a signed ball We're all getting a bit down We're getting a bit angry again We should have been celebrating The return of the Scottish Premiership But it's a very serious situation Let's give us some light relief Beat the pundit Your chance to win a signed ball If you get the better Of Hugh Keevans Or Cammy Bell 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Massive news coming out of Scottish football today, and that's that St Johnson against Aberdeen tomorrow is off after two positive coronavirus tests in the Aberdeen team. So much reaction to this coming in on the phones. The phones are going mental. Uh, Twitter is fairly lively as well, at Clyde SSB. This is going to rumble on. I'm sure we'll get back to it. I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow and maybe even Sunday and maybe Monday as well. Let's change tack just for uh, a bit and talk actual football. Rangers fans, what did you make of the game in Leverkusen last night? The European run came to an end. Did you learn anything last night? If so, what? How do you look back on the European campaign as a whole? And the man you can't keep out the headlines, Alfredo Morelos, was that the last time we see him in a Rangers jersey? How do you expect that situation to play out? 01419511025. We'll try and talk football after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Celtic striker situation still rumbling on as well, so I'm sure we'll talk uh, about Stephen Fletcher, Albion Argetti, and various others. But let's do beat the pundit first. Jim is in Larbert this evening. How's it going, Jim? I'm fine. Uh, good evening, guys. Hi, uh, Gordon, Cammy, and Hugh. Hi, Jim. Uh, Hi, yeah, Jim. I'm actually in Keith. At the moment in lovely Persia, uh, we came away for a staycation for oh, a couple staycation. of days. So, uh, 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 and you know, I was in lockdown quite heavily, so it's a lovely couple of days. Up ah, in, good uh, on Persia. you, Jim. Well, hope you enjoy it. Stay safe, but hope you enjoy it. Uh, the cost of the Oakley yeah, Bank right. bef- before I came through at the studio was absolutely bucketing down. So, uh, hopefully, you're yeah, getting better. Yeah, well, weather. it's actually flooring at the moment. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the other thing I've got to say, I've, I've visited a couple of hospitals. In Persia over the last couple of days, and they are tracking and chasing and Good. taking your name and all that's been excellent. But I mean, that's what I like so. to hear. Actually, it reminds me. See, when I was talking about the rain, I'm just going to share a quick story because we almost lost Hugh Keevans. He almost didn't <laughs> make it to the show tonight because him and I were sitting in the uh, in the office just before we came through. Cammy, you hadn't arrived yet, and we heard this almighty thud on the window. And Hugh's a he's a fair age, and I was a bit worried about him. He got a bit of a fright. Um, <laughs> And I looked over and I thought I assumed a bird had flown into the yep. window Bit of a shame Sorry for any animal lovers out there So I went over to inspect further But it turns out There was some sort of bird massacre going on <laughs> And some bigger, scarier bully bird Had rattled this other bird into the window <laughs> And was eating it on the floor And was pecking it to bits Feathers everywhere And we almost got Hugh to narrate it In a sort of Attenborough style You know like if he, he would be like Clyde Banks equivalent uh, But it, it was too graphic I thought it would be too much And it would put people off their dinner But you're here And you're safe And you're well There they are <laughs> Brilliant Hugh. Like a dog Eating beetroot <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, enough about that, Jim. Let's go back to beat the pundit. If I toss the coin in its heads, you do play uh, Hugh Attenborough, and if it's tails, it will be Cammy Bell. And it's tails. Cammy Bell up against Jim from Larbert. So, Cammy. Hey, Cammy had a, a brief Hibs career, am I right? Yes, yes I did. I did, Jim. Yes, you I am a Hibby, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should have moved away. We should have kept you there, man. I don't know. But, uh, uh, stop trying to butter him up before we play Beat the Pundit. Let's give Cammy some Clyde 2 to listen to, uh, just so that he can't steal your answers, Jim. 30 seconds on the clock, and you can pass. Are you ready? Okay. Good man. Your time starts now. At which side did James McFadden end his playing career? Uh, St. Johnson Who was Kilmarnock manager Immediately before Steve Clark um, McCulloch What was the scoreline In the Rangers game last night 1-0 to Leverkusen Who is the current Inter Milan manager Well that's the guy Who moved to Chelsea mm. um, I can't remember Pass. Barry Robson Left Celtic For which club Dundee United Okay, let's bring Cammy back. I think they're tough tonight. I must oh, say, Jesus. Jim. Yeah, I think you did all right. I think they're tough tonight. Cammy, you ready? Yep. Same set of questions to you. Your time starts now. At which club did James McFadden end his playing career? Cooney South. Who was the Kilmarnock manager immediately before Steve Clark? Lee McCulloch. What was the scoreline in the Rangers game last night? One 0 to Bayer Leverkusen. Who is the current Inter Milan manager? <laughs> Pass Barry Robson Left Celtic For which club Middlesbrough Name either of the Host nations For Euro 2012 Germany Okay okay Jim what do you think You've sized up the competition Was he any good I know I think he's got me I think he's beat me Yeah Right let's find out I must admit Jim I knew that whoever If anyone got the first question They would know their stuff Because you forget about this At which side did James McFadden End his playing career He had a fairly A fairly forgettable spell At St Johnston Gym So you were You were close But it is Queen of the South Cammy gets it It's a local team for me That's right See local knowledge I must admit I thought if someone gets that Mm. They'll be on to a winner Who was the Kilmarnock manager Before Stevie Clark I think that was tough as well But you both got it Lee McCulloch Well done Sign me Oh well You should get it then Uh, What was the scoreline In the Rangers game last night 1-0 You both got it So it's uh, 3-2 to Cammy Good match Who's the Inter Milan manager I felt for you Jim It was in the tip of your tongue You even knew It was the ex-Chelsea boss It was Antonio Conte Yeah So so none of you got it right I'm afraid Barry Robson Did leave Celtic For Middlesbrough He used to play For Dundee United Uh, So Uh, 4-2 to Cami For what it's worth Host Nations Euro 2012 Were Poland Or Ukraine So Jim I thought they were tough You got two Which wasn't bad at all But Cami got four Hard lines Jim no problem, no problem Well done Cammy Cheers Jim Jim you enjoy the rest right. of that staycation Look after yourself Thank you very much Gordon Thank you Good man That was Jim uh, From Larbert In Creef Enjoying the Scottish countryside Hope he has a good time Yeah a great part of the world to be in Have you had your staycation yet? Uh, well I have the Camp David in Anstruller <laughs> Camp David Have you been <laughs> frequenting? Oh yes yes Be up yeah. there Lovely times. part of the world Oh Sitting there at the harbour Gently having a coffee Are you <laughs> Have you got any sort of celebrity status there The way you do here um, is, it, is it a more gentle relaxing time Do you go 
Sort of undercover So that people don't recognise you And, and pester you for autographs I'm a balloon here And I'm a balloon there <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that Right 01419511025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's talk last night's football Rangers fans What did you make of it? Quite simply Obviously up against good opposition Did you learn anything? If so, what? Uh, what about the European campaign as a whole? What about Alfredo Morelos? Anything else that's on your mind? That was just to give you a nudge in the right direction So 01419511025 A 1-0 defeat on the night Hugh Keevans uh, 4-1 on aggregate What, do you, what did you make of it? Uh, all about levels As Alec Ray would say um, And he was there to watch it um, Rangers were out of their depth They met a team who hadn't played a competitive match for a month And they passed Rangers about like a partial um, that's not Rangers' fault They were out of their depth And they have a, a very good run to get that far But in Glasgow Bayer Leverkusen were far too good for Rangers And in Germany Bayer Leverkusen were far too good for Rangers It's twofold, Cammy, Because Hugh is I don't think there would be too much argument really To, to yep. Hugh's assessment um, Well maybe we will get some on the phones But it does bring to an end What's been a, a hugely successful campaign To go from qualifying round one and knock out some of the opposition that Rangers have and get to that stage is a success. Last night was tough. Last night was really tough. I mean, Leverkusen are a very, very good side and it showed the, the sort of, as Hugh says, the difference in levels. I mean, uh, Leverkusen's possession was phenomenal. The, the tight areas, they didn't give the ball away, they didn't panic and, and they played the game the way they should have because, I mean, they were 3-1 up, they needed to keep possession, they got their goal and they, and, and they kind of strolled it but I mean Rangers' performance wasn't bad last night They had some, some good performances in there But as you say it's, it's been a great successful campaign for Rangers mm. I think they had 18 matches in Europe this season So the experience that gives the, the Rangers players and, and brings sort of that European feel back to the club as well Here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say on Leverkusen The run in Europe And what it means to get in the right financial backing in the transfer market well, look, we're disappointed with the results. Uh, I don't think we found our best performance tonight. Obviously, very proud of the lads in terms of the journey as a whole and the big picture. You know, I think we've come a long way, but we've certainly found our level over the two legs. Um, and this is the level that we've got to try and strive for. Um, we've certainly got no complaints in terms of the outcome over the both legs. I thought we've played against a, a very strong team that were just a little bit level too far for us. We totally understand how important Europe is for the club in terms of finances. The reason the, the board have given me the backing that they have is because of the qualifi qualification and the journeys we've had in Europe. Uh, I'm well aware of that. And the main focus now will be domestically. You know, we need to switch switch our attention now to St. Mirren uh, and try and build on our Aberdeen performance. And then when the qualifiers start, hopefully we'll be in a good position to go and give it everything we've got and qualify again because everyone wants it. The fans, the players, I want it, the board want it. And I think we'll be in a, in a good position to go and give it our, give it our own qualifier again. That's, that's going to be the plan. But... The important thing is that the squad's ready to compete on all fronts. William and Stevenson, talk to us. Hello, uh, Gordon, Hugh, and Cammy. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, I to, I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise the two teams. But Leverkusen, right? They're they're, a, they're on a different level. No, I mean as, as Alex Ray says, there's levels, right? Maybe in early. And see this scary thing is Gordon They're the fifth best team in Germany. Yeah. And I've got that, that boy Harvey. Wow, he, he could side any team. He's that not bad, is he? Unbelievable, right? And and Rangers, right? What all I can say, I, I can only congratulate Rangers, right? That's eighteen games in Europe we had this season. That's about half of your league, your league season, right? And the good thing with that is Gordon, right? Now the money can be released for the competition, 
which we're winning at because we played that game we'll get more money now and we could invest in more players that can only benefit us you know yeah Hugh that's the thing about Europe there, there's so so many things to consider Williams right money you know for Rangers and, 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 and for the squad ultimately um, the coefficient which we know previously um, we've been discussing it a lot over the last few months but that's now become a reality two Champions League places going forward uh, for the end of this season so all in all it was a successful campaign for Rangers the one thing which has characterised Stephen Gerrard's management of Rangers since he arrived at the club has been the performances in Europe He hasn't won a domestic trophy You can talk about near misses But he hasn't won a domestic trophy However, in European football He has brought Rangers on by leaps and bounds This was uh, the Rangers of uh, Pedro Cochinha and Progress Nidacon. Uh Dark, dark night for Rangers um, But Steven Gerrard has performed a terrific job there But even Steven Gerrard knows and he admitted as much in the clip that you played, Gordon. You reach a certain level, and beyond that, it's beyond you. I mean, uh, you're right, Hugh. They, they found a level, but the the good things you listen to Stephen Gerrard say is that that's the level they strive to to get to. They know that's the next step for them. Is is that that step in Europe that they need to progress to? They need to invest money in the squad, which they're doing. Um, whether Morelos stays or not, they've, mm. they've already. For me, brought in replacements for him, so they're in a good place. And I think Stephen Gerrard's playing experience in Europe has has helped them as well. He'll be talking to the players and and knowing what big nights are like. Obviously, it was different last night with no no fans at, at the stadium, but previous nights when there's been a lot of pressure and European nights, he'll have brought mm. his playing experience to all the guys out there. I mean, the thing is, William, you talking about levels though, you probably well, yeah, I think if I, if we had had a discussion a year ago, William. And we had said our Rangers at the level of Porto or Feyenoord or Young Boys. You probably, even though you're a Rangers fan, would have said no. And then you know Rangers managed to progress past all of these in the Europa League. So you must have a lot of, you know, positivity to look back on. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right, Gordon. Look at look at Wolverhampton, right? They beat they could beat Alpha Braga home and away, and they're into the quarterfinals. You know, they've done they've done brilliant. The thing is, can I can I come in and talk about our two strikers, Gordon? Is that all right? Of course the you can. One? The floor is yours. Yeah, we never had the, we never had the players last night no. and we never had the new boy at the back. I don't know if it would have made a difference because they, they were superb, mm-hmm. that team, right? But the thing is, you know, we've got the players to come in. It's exciting for us. If, if, nobody's, if nobody's there pulling their weight on the right-hand side, that roof can come in and we can play We can play the two of them. We can get that young boy in up front and, and they can score goals, Gordon. You know what I mean? They're, they're excited. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, funny you say that. With reg- uh, the team news for this weekend, Stephen Gerrard's saying today that... Um, Kimar Ruth might not be ready for the weekend He's 7-10 to 10 days behind the rest of the squad In terms of fitness Cedric Eaton is fit and ready uh, One for you Cammy, the resident goalkeeper Alan McGregor is a doubt uh, John McLaughlin yep. uh, likely to come in So I don't think there'll be any great concerns there Speaking of the forward line William I'm sure you saw the the comments Stephen Gerrard made I think it was to BT And he said on Alfredo Morelos He says I can't control what goes on outside Everyone knows he's had his head turned for sure there's no denying that My focus is on the players who want to be here My focus is on St Mirren uh, Now for those unfamiliar with the way it operates after a game That was sort of live television if you like Stephen Gerrard then went into his press conference And wasn't wasn't quite as keen to, to repeat that Wasn't quite as keen to, to discuss Alfredo Morelos so He mm-hmm. wanted to talk about other things Which is you know his prerogative Not, not criticising that at all um, But that was the comment I think only made on TV Everyone knows he's had his head turned for sure There's no denying that What, what do you make of it William? 
Well, I've I've come on the show a few times, Gordon, and we had a piece about Alfredo Wright because of his, the transfer move. His head has turned. It's a fact. There's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it, right? Ah, uh, if we forget the money, we'll, we'll go to take it. You know, I mean, we've got Nick strengthen us even further. He's 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 not he's not there. He, look, look at last night. He had a couple of couple. Of, if he was more sharper, right, he'd be on that last year. He's not on it this year. Last year he would that they cut couple of moves to come in the back of the net Gordon you know what I mean well it prompts the question of why did Steven Gerrard play him if he well I mean he was the only fit and available striker as well and he is you know he's he's the top scorer in the Europa League I know he's not in great form but are are we maybe over exaggerating the 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 form that he's in or lack of Um, he's certainly not in great form Um, and if he is mentally distracted by talk of a transfer uh, then that's another problem but he hasn't scored a goal this year uh, And he's got this buzzing around in the back of his head um, I, I wouldn't blame Alfredo Morelos for anything that took place last night I wouldn't blame any Rangers player individually They simply came up against a far better team Listen, it was a, it was a difficult task for Morelos last night being up front um, Not a lot of service I, I didn't think he held the ball and retained the ball enough um, when you're playing the better sides, Rangers need a striker who retains the ball and gets them up the pitch a bit more. But again, for me, his head has been turned and Steven Gerrard, he's done it a few times after like live interviews after games and, and said things emotionally. And I think I like that about managers, I really do. And he, he's just being honest that he, he probably has had his head turned. And listen, if Rangers can get 15 million for him, I think you cash in and you, you move on. I take it. Judging by what you said earlier, William, you'd go along with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, I like to say, see, see, the, see the defensive performance gone. I thought it was brilliant. Rangers are always dead good organised under Gerard, right? It's just, just them, them going forward. They, they were the men's. Yeah, he's got. I was thinking about it last night, uh, William, when I was watching the game. You know, he's got uh, Leon Balogun in the background. Philip Hollander is there. Nikola Katic will come back from injury. Uh, Conor Goldson is there You know In central defence He's got plenty of options now um, And I think in that regard um, Perhaps Celtic might be thinking Or the Celtic supporters might be thinking They've got Christopher Iyer And Christopher Julian But they've lost Saminovic And I maintain that they need Other defenders in William and Stevenson As always We appreciate you getting in touch 0141 Celtic fans Neil Lennon Talking today Hopefully a deal can be reached With Stephen Fletcher Albion Ajeti talks are ongoing as well um, Bio looks to be on his way out What do you make of that? 01419511025 We'll speak to you And get the full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're still getting so many tweets in About the postponement of St Johnson Against Aberdeen Paul Allen says St Johnson should be awarded the three points Half a squad of players messed up big time Sky have bailed us out this season And the Corona 8 it's like the worst name for a boy band ever uh, Should foot the bill for this match Or the game money St Johnston are losing financially I mean, I, I don't know if the logistics of that That does sound quite extreme But Hugh, that it, that, that, that's an added element that we've not discussed yet This game is live on TV tomorrow We're yeah. the only league that's on at the moment Yeah, yeah. Well, you know If there had been plans to give the points to St Johnston 
we would know about it But what we do know Is the fixture has been rearranged For August 20 I think you said Gordon Yeah uh, So there are no plans To forfeit the points To give them to St Johnston That side of the matter is over and done with The SPFL have taken that decision It remains to be seen if Aberdeen do face disciplinary action That could still Yeah, that's easily done And Aberdeen, I I think I'd go so far as to say Aberdeen should name the players who were involved Well, it'd be be pretty easy They'll be the ones missing from the team sheet When Uh, when they play next week You always always have uh, Oh, he's injured at the minute And so on and so forth I I, I think we'll know I think we'll know for sure In fact, I think a lot of people do know Already Right, we're about to hear from Neil Lennon Celtic fans On Stephen Fletcher Albion Ajeti Bio, amongst other things Uh, Let me just quickly set up Tonight's full-time teaser The address you need If you want to hear your question used on the show If you want to catch the pundits out And show that you know more than them wouldn't be hard The address you need is Fulltime At Clyde1.com Fulltime At Clyde1.com John Smith has been in touch tonight And he says Since 1998 Seven players have played for both Spurs And Celtic or Rangers Can you name them? So since 98 Seven players have played for Spurs And either Celtic or Rangers Can you name them? Ramon Vega Oh Look at this He's gone straight in with the hardest one on the list He's just shown off He really is Brilliant The last one I get probably (laughs) Uh, Jermaine Defoe Yes Mm -hmm. Cammy Let's see if Cammy can get one on his own He looks a bit nervous for some Uh, reason Yeah man A wee bit lost on this one I I just need some thinking You got a victory on Beat the Pundit So you're not daft No You did all right. Need a bit of time Right okay we'll leave it there Jermaine Defoe, Ramon Vega You're only looking for another five So we'll leave it there You can play along with us Get your tweets in Seven players since 98 Played for Spurs And either Celtic or Rangers Right Let's hear from Neil Lennon He's still hopeful a deal can be reached With Stephen Fletcher uh, Albina Jetty talks are ongoing as well uh, Whilst Bio looks to be on his way out Pretty sure Bio's going to join Toulouse on loan But is now back on? Uh, ongoing talks as well with that one. Is there anything in the Lyle Taylor? Look, we've been linked with a lot of players, you know, but there's there's nothing in that at the minute now. I need to send a half in them because Jozo, you know, we we didn't take the option up with Jozo, and um, I think we need to add to the centre forward position. Right, Brian, uh, we just heard from your manager Neil Lennon, Brian and Broomhill. What what did you make of it? What about what's happening up front? What about in defence? What what are your own thoughts on it, Brian? Um, well, a couple. Of, well, my main point. I'll go. You've kind of underlined what I was going to say, but a couple of things. First of all, in Aberdeen, I don't think. Um, personally, I don't think they should be deducted points. I think the players, not the club, are the ones that have kind of acted immaturely. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't believe. I, I'm sure, like you and like most punters out there, can't believe that they've actually been so daft that someone said they're all rich, but obviously Aberdeen players aren't rich as such, but they've all got nice houses and all that. I don't know why they couldn't have got out in their decking in one of their houses and have a few beers and all that to go into pubs in town in a, in a town that's, or a city that's going through what it's going through. is just nonsensical. So I think the players need to be penalised, not the club. Secondly, from a Celtic point of view, I've watched the Rangers game so far that I could watch on TV so far. They're obviously, he's got them working hard. Um, as proven, I suppose, against us a couple of times last season, but I don't think there's, there's still, you know, there's still a little bit away from Celtic. I think Arfield Jack, um, Tavernier have been there for a little while. They try hard again. They put themselves about, which is great, great quality to have. But 
again, I'm I'm not seeing the class that Celtic have got, and and obviously they brought in is it Aribo and Hadji. I just thought I, I, I know Hadji came on late last night, but I watched Aribo a couple of times and they're raving about him. But the ball seems to fifty percent of the time anyway. The ball bounces off him, and then he tries to control it again. I know he's young and and he's still getting there, but um, compared to what we've got with McGregor. And, and Christie and Rogic and Cham and Elinussi and Brown and Forrest and I, I could go right through it. I don't think I don't think they're up to a level. But my main point is what you just suggested at the start of your question to me is I, I think there's loads of talk about signings up front, but you know I go to every game. I've been going for years and years, and I think we always seem to have the same issue, and it always seems to be defence, defence, but mainly central defence and. We've got two guys that no doubt will go for big money and we paid big money for one of them in particular, but I still think that there's always an accident waiting to happen with them both. And um, I, I, We really, really need to strength. And, and, and I heard Neil there and I'm, I was just hoping there'd be something about, you know, we're in talks with someone. We just need someone strong, someone that can that can bully people about, forwards about, and, and win the ball at the back. And I don't think the guys we've got there at the moment are capable of, of that and that's what I think our main deficiency is and where we need to look so Brian just wondering did Hugh Keevens pay you to make this call <laughs> <laughs> this is his favourite this is his favourite topic well I know, I know I know I've met Hugh over the years and various things like I've met most of the people that have been on your show over the years and, and we all kind of all have different points of view and things <laughs> but I think it's quite obvious that that is, has been our, well, our kind of Achilles heel for the, for the last few years. And I'm, I'm very glad you said that, Brian. For me, it's glaringly obvious. But if I bring it up uh, in the same way that I'm not allowed to mention John McGinn anymore. Oh, um, back yeah, there again. If, if I bring it up, then you, you get people coming down on you. I fully understand that Christopher Julian and Christopher Iyer have been part of a team who are two matches away from a possible quadruple treble. Therefore, they have performed very well for Celtic. But last week against Hamilton Ackies, a team made up of academy graduates and free transfer players, it was alarming how many chances Hamilton Ackies got. And when they go to Kilmarnock on Sunday, Celtic will come up against Nicky Kabamba, um, who I am quite certain will get chances to score. Because he's not the type of player that Ayer and Julian like playing against uh, Like Lyndon Dykes for example Every time Celtic play Livingston Lyndon Dykes causes them unbelievable problems I think that they are crying out for another defender They are going to the Champions League qualifiers This time out One off game Not home and away One off game The money for qualifying for the Champions League Would be so Welcome for Celtic in the current economic climate But for me Julian and Ayer Brian used the expression Accidents waiting to happen They do have a mistake in them The pair of them They do not dominate The way they ought to For guys of their size Particularly with cross balls Very very suspect And I think Celtic really do need Additional cover there Because near Beaton Is never a central defender and the youngster Stephen Welsh is too young to be brought in at this particular time. The Celtic fans have been obsessed by Ajeti, Stephen Fletcher, this one, that one up front. 
there is an obvious need for more cover in central defence Brian the defence of the defence is usually around the fact that they conceded only 19 league goals last season Celtic were comfortably at the top of the table won the league cup won, won everything in the last couple of seasons and and that's the sort of defence of the defence that usually gets put up when people are arguing with you that's that's what they'll say how would you counter that? Um, well uh, first of all I don't want to sound uh, too derogatory about both of them because I think there is a player in them both um, Julian has, has got good ball skills he can knock a ball about and all that big higher he's fast and he can come out of defence with the ball so there's a lot of positives about the two of them it's just we need someone a little bit you know like, but put it this way can can scare the scare the, the, the forwards again Morelis, you said Dykes and all of that. Okay, they might not have scored scored many goals. Most of the forwards against us last season, but they definitely they definitely put themselves about more than our for, our defenders put themselves about against them. Um, you know, it might be the quality of some of the players finishing that maybe we never lost so many goals in respect in regards to. The opposite in regards to the, the defenders being so good, but Do you know what, I mean, Brian? even 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 the pre season friendly. Sorry, Hugh, but even pre season friendly, the first game we played, um, a couple of times that they just always seem to be that split second slow. And I know we're to go back to the Paris Saint Germain game. The boy, a ball comes over on the wing, and the boy just snaps in in front of Ayer. Obviously, they are total class, but it's not the first time, and it's not that level of player that is nipped in front of Ayer just to get a. As you said earlier on, a header on goal or a touch on goal yeah. might not have went in as it did against Paris Saint-Germain, but they always seem to just get in front of Ayer or just get in front of Julian. Well, and um, I just think we need someone that can just put himself about. You know, never mind uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, as I say, Hamilton Mackies, graduates of the academy and free transfer players, and nine times out of ten, they were getting to the ball first. And I'm sure Cammy backed but, but me up not, on this not one. Not to the extent where it prevented a five-one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Win. But, you know that's but, that's that's where it would always be balanced but, out, is it not? But when better players than the Hamilton Nackies players come up against Ayer and Julian, then goals mm. will come. I, I agree. I agree. But listen, they're, they're both good defenders. I, I think they're probably both footballing defenders rather than your, as a caller saying, a sort of strong, aggressive defender who just loves defending. Um, puts his body on the line. I think Ayer and Julian like uh, Ayer certainly does likes coming out with the ball from the defence and and playing passes into midfield and even beyond that. So I get it that they they're not the most aggressive and for the size of them, definitely not. Um, but they're also probably good footballers. So they possibly I agree Celtic need a centre half 100% They need a centre half To come in Because if one of them Get injured They're in a real bad position and What about the possibility As well that it's It's to play As part of a Of a back three Because again, that was something yep. Neil Lennon liked last yep. season and, and again Does it If they bring in An aggressive Sort of strong centre half That might, that might suit to, to play alongside one And it might suit A little bit better If you've got somebody Who's a bit more aggressive A bit stronger um, To play beside One of the sort of Footballing I, I do take injury on board, Cammy. But there's another aspect to this. If you are playing unopposed, if you have no one contesting yep. your place, that's not a good thing. And Ayer and Julian have no one contesting their place in the side. 
Um, Olivier Quadruple Trebly says I think Hugh's opinion on Julian not being a dominant centre back Or he is an accident waiting to happen Is completely ludicrous He's decided to make something up in his head And peddle this rubbish We'll call it Every week But Brian the caller on the line He was the one who said They've got an accident in them Uh, Brian let's bring you back in on another um, Sort of strand to that topic What about up front And I know you're saying defence is is your priority But we keep hearing Stephen Fletcher Albion Ajeti Neil Lennon there Confirming that there's nothing In the Lyle Taylor story What do you think What would you like to see From Celtic in the next Couple of weeks Well oh, I suppose The Stephen Fletcher thing First of all I think that most Celtic supporters That I've spoke to Over the last couple of years oh, We don't want Fletcher Oh he's 33 He's this and that At the end of the day The number one thing Again I sound as if I'm related to you But the number <laughs> one thing This season is Ten in a row. It's, there's no question for them and for us. It's ten in a row. So I know that Stephen Fletcher's got a bit of class about him, thirty-three or not. And whether it's one season and whether we're paying someone stupid money, I know Peter Lovell won't pay someone stupid money. But if we're paying someone for this season, I'm not. I wouldn't be have any problem with that at all. And I, I know Fletcher based on what he's done in the last few years and all that. He'll still score a few goals. He'll still put himself about um, and uh, he'd probably do a good season for us. Um, So I wouldn't be disappointed with it and it's not awe-inspiring and it's not, I'm jumping out my seat because we're signing Stephen Fletcher, not at all, but I don't think he would, I think it'd be a good thing, you know, rather than a bad thing. I totally agree. I I think Stephen Fletcher's a a sort of no-brainer for Celtic. It's an option. He's a very experienced player. Scored goals at all levels in Scotland and England, internationalish. So, I I mean, it's. I don't imagine he'll demand too much wages either at his age. I think he would quite happily come up and play for such a big club in Celtic and and be involved in the Champions League. I think it'll be an opportunity for him to to do that in his career. So, I mean, for me, it's a it's another option for Celtic. They're going to have a lot of games this season if they progress in, in the Champions League. So they want as many options up front as they can. Um, and, and it's a good one for me. The Celtic fans can't hold his age against them. They simply can't. Because Lubo Marabtik was the same age when he signed. And you know all about that. Correct. We don't need to open that can of worms. Um, what about that then, Hugh? Uh, thinking of a numbers game, Odson Edward, obviously. Uh, goes as your number one striker That ain't changing un- Unless he leaves no. um, Patrick Lamala Lee Griffiths Are we talking a Jetty And Fletcher? I mean Bio has been pictured With the Toulouse jersey So yeah. he's gone uh, I would think Yes That's a possibility um, Fletcher Five strikers when well, Often only play with one There's a lot of work to be done here You know uh, Celtic would hope to be Champions League qualifiers uh, The Remaining games of the quadruple treble, the everything will come on top of one another this season. Uh, cup final in December, um, and another cup final in May, which Celtic would hope to be part of, etc., etc., etc. You have fluctuations of form. Yep. You have um, injuries to get in the way. Um, I would not think that it was out with the bounds of possibility Celtic going for what they're going for this season I don't think they can have enough options You can always have loads of options up front As as you say, injuries, form And Celtic, this is going to be a a huge season for them As everyone knows So you can't have enough striking options Especially experienced ones Thank you very much to Brian in Broomhill on the line He's caused a bit of debate on Twitter, Brian I must say, Uh, your namesake Another Brian's on 
Uh, he says it's a typical attitude that we need a hammer thrower. Aki just signed for Man City for forty million. Hardly a physical presence. Football needs to move on in this country. You see, who said hammer thrower? Who used the expression hammer thrower? Don't worry, don't worry. You're both getting back up in the form of Chris as well. He says we badly need a hard man centre half in the mould of Mialbi Baldi, uh, Iron Julian. Very good footballing defenders, but we need a hard man in there. That's Chris on Twitter. Let me revisit this teaser. We'll say thank you to Brian and Broomhill once more. Uh, John wants you to name seven players who've played for both Spurs and either Celtic or Rangers since 1998. You've already got Germain Defoe I've and got Ramon Vega. Uh, Robbie Keane. Yes, Robbie Keane. Victor Wanyama. Victor Wanyama. Ki Seong Nyong. No, we'll oh. leave it there. You've got three to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home stretch tonight folks Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevens They're running out of time on this question But just as usual Your nightly reminder That if you want to take part You want to hear your question used You want to try and catch the pundits out I'm sure you all do It's at fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com Since 1998 Seven players have played for both Spurs and Celtic or Rangers, can you name them? Guys like Jermaine Defoe, Robbie Keane, Ramon Vega, Victor Wanyama. Does Graham Roberts sneak under the radar? No. 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 You gave so me a name during the break. It what was it again? Off. Not since 98. <sighs> yep. Um, I must say that you've actually got the hardest one. The hardest one was Ramon Vega, uh, I would say. Um, Alan Lappin has got them all. I think one, two, three. How many four, five, of six, the three? Seven. How many played for Celtic? How many played for Rangers? Um, all Rangers ones. Oh. You still to get actually. Yeah, you've got the two Celtic. Oh no, you've got three Alan Celtic. Hutton. Yes, yes well done, Alan Hutton. All right, two to get. Uh, we'll leave it there. What else are you looking forward to tomorrow, Hugh? It, it's been deflating, hasn't it? Aside from everything else, we were all. Acknowledging that football is not really back Because we don't have all the divisions And we don't have fans going to games But it was something And we all got really excited about it last week And we've been deflated a little bit By, by yeah. what's happened today We now know that it's it's precarious It could go at any minute And we've already got one game off tomorrow Well, let's try and look at what's going on here um, I was going to be flippant and say Relegation decider between Hamilton Ackies and Ross County uh, But it is a big match for the Ackies and Ross County I thought Motherwell were partly unlucky at Dingwall on Monday night and partly the architects of their own downfall. If you miss a penalty, that's your fault. Uh, they missed other chances besides, but Ross County got the goal, got the points, and therefore they have three points more than the Ackies. And the Ackies wouldn't want to lose at home. I know it's ridiculous, there'll still be 36 games to play after that, but after two games, you don't want to be six points behind the team who are likely to be your biggest rivals with regard to relegation. Yeah, even by your standards. I don't think we need to worry about that side of it at the moment in terms of getting carried away. Cammy, um, Motherwell against Dundee United is an interesting one at Fir Park. Yes, it is. Uh, Motherwell will obviously be disappointed after last weekend and, and losing that game up at Ross County. And Dundee United, similar. They would have wanted to get a, a winning start, which they got a draw. But I mean, picking up a point is, is okay, but they'll be looking to try and get their, their first three points back in the Premier League. But no, I mean, there's a few. Obviously, the games on Sunday um, are very important for them. Mm -hmm. Two sides, I think, 
the Celtic game will be interesting to see how Kilmarnock fare against them um, and and how Celtic shape up um, on the AstroTurf again Yeah and Hugh this is just what we needed There is a note on the Scottish Government website I believe Suggesting that Aberdeen against Hamilton is off as well oh. However I also understand And it's kind of just breaking around us at the moment That the SPFL are still adamant that that is not the case And that, <laughs> that Aberdeen against Hamilton is on Um we have to remember. I'd like to clear it up for you right now, but yeah. I, I just can't. We have to remember of a serious nature that the city of Aberdeen is in lockdown, yep. and uh, you know there are many, many cases uh, they are confirmed, and we have to be very, very careful. But um, Hamilton Ackies go there on Wednesday, and uh, the Scottish government have already said if you are going there for essential work purposes, that's okay. Now Hamilton will step off the team coach. They will go into that bio-secure bubble at Pataudry. Aberdeen Football Club have done nothing wrong in terms of conforming to government guidelines with regard to the stadium. So you go in to the ground, you play the match, you go back onto the bus and off you go. I, I do not see the, 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 the situation representing danger hmm. to anyone. All right, let's bring in William in East Kilbride then. What, what are your thoughts, William? Uh, yeah, it was just to clarify um, earlier on. I'm pretty sure, obviously, they said about um, the the Hamilton Celtic game might be impacted by eight players being missing from Aberdeen. Is that is that true? I'm, I'm, did I hear that earlier on? Yeah, I mean that that, that not, what, what, not the what Hamilton game, sorry? Celtic game. The, the the game between Aberdeen uh, against, and Hamilton. Against, against, right, yeah, against, yeah, yeah. Against Celtic, sorry, yeah, the, the yes, next two fixtures. The yeah. next two fixtures. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be the players, as far as I can see, who are having to. The quarantine would remain unavailable until after the upcoming Hamilton and Celtic fixtures. Those games are still scheduled to go ahead despite this confusion in the last ten minutes. Uh, and yeah, also just said just just who's sitting there just um, in terms of like um, getting on the bus, getting off the bus, getting in and out. Uh, do you not think that there's any sort of like like disadvantage or anything in terms of like players missing out? Like because we, we we still don't know who the players are. Well, there's a disadvantage to Aberdeen, obviously, but that's their fault. They did not conform to government guidelines and uh, they are being punished in that regard. But Derek McInnes, innocent party in all of this, but he is being punished because his players broke the rules and, to use Nicola Sturgeon's word, blatantly broke the rules. I think you're right, William, and I think I know where you're, and I, I know where you're going with this. Um, what do no, we in do? In terms though? of that, it's like, um, for the last, obviously, they've had the lockdown and... Um, it's been a long-awaited time to, to get the league back up and running, um, and obviously it's been well documented about the how important this season is for obviously Rangers and Celtic. Um, do you not think that has an impact in terms of obviously the schedule fixtures? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously Rangers went to Aberdeen, and also Celtic are playing Aberdeen, um, but we played them uh, arguably a stronger. Side. I know they had the, the strikers missing through injury But not through mm-hmm. fault of their own So I was just wondering Possibly is there any room for punishment for Aberdeen um, From the SPFL or Yeah I, th- I think there's the chance You know the Scottish FA could very well um, You know open disciplinary proceedings William And and you're right that's, that's what's staring us in the face That a full strength Aberdeen side Played Rangers A weakened Aberdeen side Might play the next couple By the time St Johnson Have to play them They could be full strength Clearly Not ideal But but what do we do William How do we get around that 
Well, the thing is, what I'm thinking, and I know it's it's going to sound silly, and I'm saying it in a silly way, um, and completely hypothetically, could you could possibly use that as some sort of advantage? Use what as some sort of advantage? What do you mean? In terms of um, games being postponed or called off or cases or people being irresponsible and stuff like that. I'm not trying to cause a conspiracy, I'm just saying... Oh, you mean you know like get deliberately you know get you know games what, postponed? But you know, what the, you know what the rest of Scotland is like and you know how tense it is this season. So well, I don't want to cause uh, any conspiracies, but no, you understand but, what I'm saying to you. No, but you, you're, you're, you're bringing in a situation which concerns Aberdeen and you're taking it in the context of the title race. If Celtic play... An Aberdeen team with eight players in quarantine, others injured, and uh, another one suspended. Then, of course, that is the Celtic's advantage. But what would you have any of us do? Because we've got a season where we've got a cup final in December, another one in May. We've got European matches to be played. We've got Betfred Cup ties to be played. We're afraid of having a bad winter that causes the postponement of matches. We're bang up against it. And if Celtic are lucky enough to get Aberdeen minus eight, nine, ten players, that is their good fortune. They have to make their good fortune count. But there's no way of avoiding this. But as you say, it's a complete detriment to Aberdeen. They, they're wanting to pick up points this season and they're going to be missing eight players for the next two games. So Derek McInnes is going to be absolutely raging, which he's, he's came out and said he's really disappointed in these players. But we're forgetting about Aberdeen here They're yeah, going but to be punished Cammy this is Glasgow And we view everything Through the lens well, Of I, what it means totally To Celtic Rangers that. But I mean Aberdeen are now going to Lose more points They've already lost A home game Which they, they wouldn't have wanted to, to Rangers And possibly They could lose Their next two games Because they've got A, a lesser squad Available William and East Kilbride We'll leave it there Because we're fast running out of time But hopefully we can speak to you soon William Thanks again uh, For taking the time out Your night to call us At Clyde SSB What have we got coming in here Loads Actually loads And loads um, What we got Another season Says with the potential Of these eight players Being missing Some people's Mind has a huge advantage For Celtic Playing against a possibly Weakened Aberdeen But having said that What does Anyone actually think Aberdeen were capable Of coming to Glasgow And getting a result I mean Fair comment Based on some of the recent Record in Glasgow But it clearly makes Their job harder Let's Yeah without doubt Let's be honest I mean it, it, it could be um, Horrendous For Derek McInnes um, Forced to play a, What's known as A shadow team um, But First and foremost We have to make sure That uh, the Hamilton Visit to Aberdeen Is okay for Wednesday We have to make sure That the Celtic game Does go ahead And above all we have to avoid any player or any group of players repeating what these Aberdeen players have done because, again, for the last time tonight, mm. Nicholas Sturgeon has said, any more of this and all bets are off. And we know what all bets are off means for the Premiership. Yeah, the Ibrox Roar says there needs to be enough incentive for these players to be professional. Perhaps finding the players responsible uh, would be more fitting Right that's I think that's just about us Let's round off the teaser uh, We're looking for Since 98 Seven players Have played for Both Spurs And Celtic or Rangers Can you name them Jermaine Defoe Alan Hutton Robbie Keane Ramon Vega And Victor Wanyama It means you've got Two to get And they are both Former Rangers players oh, Go on Clue time Yes Okay let me see Um Okay, one would be in the Mark Warburton era. Um, 
One of these guys That always um, seemed to follow Harry Redknapp around Senderos No Oh Always seemed to follow Harry Redknapp around Croatian Oh Crancher uh, Crancher Yes uh, The other one was We're going back a bit Probably 2008 to 2010 He is Portuguese Played for Spurs Obviously One scored a If the goal wasn't awarded Was it When he hit it over Roy Carroll's head At Old Trafford And he managed to scoop mm. it Off the line Am I thinking of the right guy He scooped it behind the line The linesman didn't see it PM <laughs> uh, What's Spanish or Portuguese In this case for Peter Pedro Pedro Mendes Right, thank you Cammy Bell And Hugh Keevans Back tomorrow at 2 o'clock Make sure you join us We're here on Sunday as well But we'd love to speak to you tomorrow first GBX Friday is next